I'm excited about our next guest, though. This is going to be awesome. I'm so excited about this. Yeah, so lacrosse is fun. You know, we've we've had opportunities uh, over the last, I don't know, long time to talk about lacrosse at different phases as it was kind of a growing club sport. And then we had some really good club teams here that would win state titles, would go and compete at different tournaments uh, in the West and perform really well. And it's a, it's a sport that's become a sanctioned sport from UHSAA uh, for both boys and girls, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and so we've got a couple of coaches in here. They're, they're, the season is young. It's just starting. Um, they're starting to get into region play. And uh, kind of excited to see where things are at. And last year, their season was taken away from them. So, yeah, let's talk some lacrosse. Absolutely. So, Troy Oldham, uh, we've had you here. You're a friend of the program. You've been on with us before. Uh, you've done a lot with um, Green Canyon, yep. with uh, the Green Canyon Lacrosse Club. But uh, you're not here alone. Um, you brought somebody with you who's also kind of new to the Valley, sort of, but not sort of, with his own experience as well. Uh, is it... Bo? Correct. Bo Olson. So, and you're with uh, Logan, is that correct? I am. Awesome. So, uh, thank you guys for coming down, first of all. Yeah, you bet. But, um, Troy, let me ask you first, just uh, how long has lacrosse been a sanctioned sport now for uh, HSAA? In the well, yeah, so, so last year was the first year that it was a sanctioned sport. So, um, so really, this is the first year. Yeah, this is the first sport. year. We, 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 our team got one game against Lone Peak down down south, they're they're probably they would have if the season would have gone, they probably would have been first or second in the state. Wow! And uh, we came off of a loss on that, ready to just kind of build and build, and then boom, COVID hit. So we we got one game. We did get a chance to um, at the end of the season, um, once the governor kind of made some changes to like have a little bit, a few more um, uh, kids on the field and a few more people around. We did hold a tournament, so we got those seniors a chance to play just a couple of like short tournament games. But other than that, yeah. It, it, our first season was kind of a flush, and so uh, Bo, you're you're newer at Logan, but were you here last year? Or was this your first year at Logan? No, I was uh, here last year, and same kind of situation. We played American Fork last year, got pretty handled by that team. But then we had we actually got two games. Uh, we played UMA Utah Military Academy and, and got a nice win, and then we were slotted to play Brighton, and and everything shut down. So yeah, it is. It is year one almost. A, qu- a question for both of you. We'll start with you, Bo. The sport of lacrosse has grown rapidly in the state of Utah. It is incredible, um, especially here in Cache Valley. Can you talk about the talent that is in the state of Utah that might be hidden or a quote-unquote secret to the rest of the country? Or do you feel like that talent has shown out to the rest of, I mean, colleges who might be recruiting for kids and might look at the state of Utah? Right. Well, if you, uh, if you look up Bubba Fairman, at Maryland and watch him, as we call, lay the wood. Uh, that's, I think, Utah lacrosse is physicality. We love to, to play hard. And, and when I was down in St. George coaching down there, we had a comp team um, that would play in, in the end. Um, I forget the name now. Um, Vegas, the Vegas League. And those Vegas kids would always talk about how hard the Utah kids hit. And I think that's my favorite part about Utah lacrosse, that, that other you know colleges and, and and other people see that that physicality that we bring because you know when I started playing lacrosse at, at Mountain Crest in the early 2000s, I was a football kid, and lacrosse was just another chance for us football kids to go hit people. <laughs> so we loved it, and I think that's true around the state as well. Was your coach Doug Snow? Uh, for football, yes, he was. Who's your coach for lacrosse? Uh, his name was uh, Spencer Brown. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 
Spanish teacher. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, for you, Troy, again, well, I mean, just the, the competitiveness and the growth of lacrosse here in the state of Utah, do you feel like it's getting the respect that it deserves, or do you feel like it's getting there? Um, well, I think one of the first things that happened in the state of Utah to really make significance for lacrosse is when the University of Utah became a D1 NCAA team. So there's only one of a few in the West, Denver. University of Denver is a big, is a big powerhouse, usually always in the top 10, top 20. Um, and having Utah come into the into the NCAA as a D1 team, and they brought one of the best coaches in the country, Brian Holman, mm. came from North Carolina. He was probably he was the uh, offensive coordinator when they won the national championship. Um, so it really made a big, a big kind of a exclamation point for lacrosse in the state of Utah. And then all all the kids playing, all the high school, it just kind of almost felt like it validated us. And guys like Bubba going off, and then also uh, Dodd. What was Brandon Dodd, who from Logan, he's playing at Air Force and just oh, wow. just, just ripping people up there too. And so we've had uh, Utah has had some really good showings, um, and now there's this great aspiration of being able to possibly get a D1 opportunity to play. Um, you know, but at the same time, BYU has had national championship after national championship in the MCLA. Um, University of uh, Utah State won that a couple years ago in the Division Two. Um, so yeah, it's really, it's come on and it's kind of the, the fact that the upper level of the school is, um, there, it's kind of legitimized it. And then also last year, um, the PLL, the professional lacrosse league, which is the pros, they played at Zion stadium. Uh, unfortunately we, nobody could go watch them cause it was during COVID, but the best of the best at a professional level played here in Utah last year. And, uh, and that, that really puts a big kind of, you know, punch to the, to the sport in a very positive That's way. Awesome. With this, as the sport is growing, uh, certainly there's got to be a, a youth league, right, to, to teach the, the sport, to help them understand what it is. Uh, how much of that is going on, or how much are, or are you as coaches, there's a responsibility to go recruit and try to fill a roster? Uh, how much is it there, and you have to you have to make tough decisions about who can and can't be on your team versus it's still a young team, and i got to figure out how to fill the roster out. Yeah, so there there is a little league program in the valley. Um, I am Lax Lacrosse Intermountain Lacrosse that they run. Um, but at Logan, we we don't have a lot of kids kind of coming up through the program. So I really put it on my seniors to go recruit a lot of multi sport athletes at Logan. And I I told my captains, you know, both years I've said you need to go get athletes. And uh, they did that. We got, you know, D1 recruit Wyoming football player, J.J. Sargent, to come play for oh, us. Wow. And, um, you know, so, yeah, I have to do a lot of recruiting, um, but it's fun. I think that's a lot of fun as a coach to go out and, and tell athletes, like, hey, do you want to, here, take this metal stick and go sword fight that guy. <laughs> hit him. Hit him. And, you know, athletes love to come out, and they, they get a – they get a taste in their mouth for it, and they just love it. I've I've never had a kid come out to lacrosse and and not love it. You know, they they fall in love with it, and they keep playing, and they keep playing. And even guys like me, I still will suit up and find men's leagues because it's just fun. Man, I gotta I get sorry, Eric. I gotta ask Good. you both. What is the adjustment period for a multi-sport athlete who is maybe joining lacrosse as a newbie? What is that? What is the hardest thing for them to adjust to, and what is something that is easy for them to adjust to from? being from a different sport to being a new lacrosse player yeah i'll jump into that because i've got i've got multiple ones i got basketball players some soccer players some football players some wrestlers of all just you know jo just joined up the number one thing is the stick skills um a lot of the 
the intensity that comes from football, the ability to play a two-man game, uh, pick and rolls like you see in basketball. If you're a soccer player, you kind of get the way the field works with middies and attackmen. It's really the stick skills. And, and, and we've had a couple kids join the program in the last year or two, and you can tell just night and day, the ones who are outside of practice hitting a wall, playing catch, um, are the ones that are now on our varsity team playing and getting good time. Um, even if they can hit big or they can, you know, are fast, if they can get that stick skills that, that or, or work on those, it's really evident in, in obviously their playing time and contribution to the team. Wow. But, but yeah, it's a great transition sport for a lot of those other teams. And like, you know, like Bo said, being able to bring in a, a great football player and get him involved in the program kind of pumps everybody else up because they're like, wow, you know, they're, I'm playing this great athlete and, and my stick skills may be better, but man, he's faster or he really knows how to set defense and hold and, and I can learn from that. What was it like a year ago um, that all the prep seasons taken away and just trying to deal with those kids, especially your your seniors that had it taken away? I mean, how hard was that? I know I know we're kind of rolling back to previous com- part of the conversation, but just how hard was it as as coaches to try to work with those guys and just deal with what your situation was and try to make your way through it? Well, it was devastating. You know, I I still have nightmares about looking into my seniors eyes and having to tell them like your season's over and you know it's not it's through no fault of your own it it's just the way it is and and it was so disheartening you know they they just kind of they were done um fortunately though like we we jumped on the ball pretty quick we started talking about well what do we do if this is this isn't going to happen and you know, Skyview and Green Canyon took the ball and they went rolling on that summer tournament they, would, they were able to have. I mean, it wasn't any kind of replacement, but at least those seniors were able to have some lacrosse um, their senior year. So. Um, yeah, why don't you ask a question about the, the youth leagues? Um, I, I coached fifth graders, sixth graders, seventh and eighth graders, ninth graders, all the way varsity. And a lot of these kids, I got to coach when they were in fifth and sixth grade. Watch them come up. Watch how hard they worked. How much they love the sport. And then, right as we get a sanctioned team, and I mean, I made a whole life change. So I can coach, right, and coach and teach and everything. And boom, on that day, like he said, it was a, it was a gut punch to pull those seniors in and say, "Guys, it's uh, all your work is. Uh, it's not going to go nowhere. There's still you can go play college and club stuff, but this year's not happening." And there's a lot of tears. There's a lot of anger. Um, uh, but what I was proud of the, the the boys that they did is they stayed on their their workouts. They They'd still, we'd still see them up at the field just with their masks on and two people because we had to restrict that. They're up there playing catch and shooting and everything. And it's kind of what, like Bo was saying, it's one of those things that get in your blood and it's hard to just walk away from it. And it's one of those sports too that, that like Bo was saying, like you can put your helmet on and go play in a men's league. Um, I didn't get to do that after football, with football after high school, um, but I played in college. I then, when I was in grad school, I was able to jump in a club down in Arizona. When I moved to Seattle, I was able to get in a club. And now I'm able to coach. It kind of is that cool lifetime thing. So that's what I'm telling the kids. Like, okay, this is a year. It's a blip. But, man, you can give back to the, the program. You can play it in college. You can do some things like that. So uh, anyway, so but it was tough. It was super tough. What is the off-season program like? How do you have them train, lift, act? I mean, what is the off-season program like to get ready for a lacrosse season, if that makes sense? Yeah, so I, I'm, you know, we're both football coaches, so obviously we're pushing multi-sport um, athletes. And I, you know, other than that, though, I at Logan I have a fall ball program. My associate head coach, Case 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 Eggers, excuse me, he runs fall ball for kids that aren't involved 
in other sports, um, just getting on the grass, throwing around. But, you know, like Troy was saying, wall ball, hit the wall, pass. Keep those stick skills sharp because that is to a lacrosse player as running is to every other athlete. You have to be able to to manage those stick skills. And, and you know, weight room, weight room's big for us too at Logan. Um, I think for a lot of programs, weight room is kind of a new thing. Um, with it being club before, you know, they didn't have a lot of access to the things that we have access to now as a sanctioned sport. So getting those kids to lift, there, there's there's some lacrosse players that think, wow, I have to lift I, as long as my stick skills are top notch. But then they go out and they break their collarbone. So definitely weight room and wall ball, I think, mm-hmm. are the two biggest off-season preps for me. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that too. And, and, and we can see it in the kids that lifted through the off-seasons or who played a second sport. They'll step into our winter our winter workouts, and it's it's just they just move into it. The ones who didn't hit the weight room are the ones that are like like you're saying they're getting bounced around pretty hard. And it's kind of cool to watch them now come to us and say, "Hey, what can we be doing in the off season?" Where before it was like, "You got to do this, you got to do this," and now we got you know, these great athletes that are joining our programs, and they're already built. They're you know they have good good um, uh, muscle tone, and 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 the kids now like, "Yeah, I want that because that kid hit me." And it took me out of my shoes. So now I want, you know, what can I do there? So it's great how these different sports are leading into it. And like Bo said, with the schools and the resources that they have, the kids being able to hit the weight room and be involved in other sports, I think it's just going to continue to make the sport even better and better. Hey, you guys, uh, we, we got to take a time out. You guys okay stick to around? stick around for a little bit still? Great. I think you've still got a lot more yeah, questions absolutely. I'm not done I do. So I got to know what it feels like to get hit by a lacrosse ball. In the Ritz crackers? Yeah, well, I, don't, I think he's good enough that he can catch it before he gets there. I wouldn't be. But I just want to know if he cried. I've seen what that looks like. You don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, I want stories. <laughs> All right. We're going to call a timeout here in the Full Court Press. More about lacrosse here in uh, with Region 11. With it, it's Really, it's a new sport. So we'll uh, more updates on that, what's going on with these teams, and what the region looks like coming up next in the Full Court Press. Eric Franson, and Andre Salveson here in the Full Court Press. Talking about lacrosse, uh, the season is underway. Uh, we've been having fun talking about how kind of the sport came to be in this area, how it's grown, but let's talk about what's happening now. Yeah, let's talk into now the season. I think what you said, uh, Troy, your guys are four games into the season now, right? Yeah, yeah. We we just um, finished a game against Waterford earlier this week, so we're 3-1, and one, um, and we have our first home opener um, against Logan on uh, tomorrow. Oh, that's awesome. You know, do you guys play, I mean, is that under the lights? Are these night games, day games, or how does that work with... So, so the the way the region scheduled it is varsity plays at five, and then JV will follow. Follow, okay. Sometimes there's changes based on you know agreements, but yeah, that's the standard schedule: varsity okay. five, JV after. Do you normally play on the school's football field, or are there other venues, other places where you play? Yeah, it just depends on the school. Like we're both on the turf. Um, I think Mountain Crest Skyview is on the turf. Ridgeline Ridge too. Um, I believe um, Bear River plays on the middle school but yeah, yeah it just kind of depends school to school we played on some gnarly grass fields in preseason so. <laughs> oh tell us if you could about, about the your guys team i know you kind of you walked into a situation that may have been a little bit tough so you're trying to regrow it um with you know good talent i mean you talk about the sergeant kid and trying to bring energy and life back into the team are you seeing it start to come back and what have you seen out of your team so far yeah so our face-off guy cole hoagland he's number one in the state right now He's oh, wow. he's killing it. So it's uh it's fun to uh, see him. He's kind of a, a kid that's grown up in the program. Uh, Cameron Cottle on defense is is awesome. Daxton Daniels, Kyle Humphreys, 
um, on our offensive side of the field. And we've, you know, we've got Matt Mason, who's, who's coming from football too. And yeah, the rebuilding is happening. Um, couple shaky games in the, in the, in the first part of preseason, just because of those stick skills, like we've talked about. Um, but we're excited going into region. I mean, Green Canyon, they're good. They're awesome. They've always been a good program and it's always fun to, to go play them and to really get that test to see if, if you're on that level. Coach, you guys are obviously familiar with a lot of success. You guys have, you know, as he said, kind of got yourself off to a great start so far, 3-1. and one. Uh, What have you seen on your team so far in, in preparing, or preparing for Logan? Yeah, I mean, I think we uh, um, we had a, a tough game a couple weeks ago. We played Corner Canyon, yeah. number one team in the state. Cool. Um, I mean, I've coached at the college, junior, high school level. I've never seen a team that was as as nailed as nailed as nailed in like Coach was saying about catching and passing. And they just uh, so it was a it was a bit of a humbling for us. But it also it's like anything, um, you know, we we come back, analyze film, we meet with our captains, we go through everything, and we looked at it as a, as a great learning experience. And so. Um, I think we're, uh, you know, we, we have a lot of great talent. I've got a lot of returning players. Players have played for, you know, six, seven, eight years. I got Jake Lundeen, um, football, basketball guy, Jacob Regan. Um, he's been playing for lacrosse for probably six or seven years. Mason Anderson, uh, one of our lead attacks. I, I, I actually believe he'll be one of the top attacks in the state once the stats start to roll. Wow. He just signed a, a, a Division II um, scholarship, full scholarship with Adams State in Colorado. Wow. Um, and so he's super excited about his senior year. And um, we've got a couple guys that joined us two or three years ago, uh, two f- big football players, uh, Dusty Gassaway and Jackson Curtis. And those guys work so, so, so hard in the offseason. And, and um, they're, just, they're just threats in their own, in their own way. So, uh, you know, I was mentioning kind of the off hours, sort of like driving a, a super hot rod, like you got all this power, but – you know, it, it, the real thing is how can they play on the field, and and that's kind of what we're working out in the in the preseason and seeing if we can tighten that machine up a little bit. How would you assess where Region Eleven is as a region with the, with all the schools that are involved as a, being a new sport compared to maybe some of the others that you have to kind of go up against in the state? Uh, I think pretty good. I, I you know one of the things that's cool when I start seeing the schedules come out, like there's not a team here afraid to play another team in the South, like. You know, Park City is always going to be good. Brighton, Lone Peak, Corner Canyon—they're just—they have great tradition. They've—they're—they're they're, they're great programs, and um, you know, we all kind of pick the teams we want to play, and have gone down and um, and worked with them, and we and you just learn. Um, but I really think that uh, our region can hang with any region. I really do. I think we have the talent. I think we have have great coaches. It's so it's so cool to see what Bo's doing with Logan. Um, uh, uh, Kyle Bland at, at Skyview, he played for me for a few years, loves the game like, I mean, just as deep as he loves the game. And so he's he's a young professional, has taken time out to be a coach. Clay Christofferson, who's at Logan, is now at Ridgeline. And it just, it's just cool to see that the the region up here is, is just strong. And, and Bear River comes out of nowhere, having not a program for many years, and they're, they're a great team. And and um, they they just have a lot, a lot of great athletes. So I, I really think any of the, any of the teams in, in our region could – can go down and, and go toe-to-toe with, with any of the teams in the South. Coach, hold on, forgive me. I think we've asked you before on this, but can you explain the state tournament or how that works? Is I mean, do you play anybody in the state, or is that like one big group? Is it RPI? How does it work? Yeah, so it'll be, it'll be similar to how it worked in the Intermountain Lacrosse League, at okay. least I think for this next year, they said. So they'll pick out the top 16 teams um, based on RPI, and then uh, and that'll be a Class A, and then they'll drop to um, the next, which will be a Class B. So the next sixteen teams, and then everybody else will be a Class C, and they'll all they'll all drive for a state championship. But wow, 
Yeah, so there there would be three state championships, not like it is now with six A, five A, four A, but it's more of a one a, a B and C. Huh? Wow. Yeah. Um, I was uh, I had a thought and it just escaped. Great. I'll, <laughs> I'll ask a question while you're getting your thought together. <laughs> yeah, um, you. but do you guys, as both coaches, in an honest in an honest answer here, feel like Region Eleven can be compete with some of the best? I mean, Corner Canyon, those kind of teams. Do you guys feel like you're getting there? to where you can compete with the best teams in the state of Utah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, there's always that stigma. I think most of us grew up in this valley. As you say, yeah, the, that northern Utah stigma where they can't compete with Utah County South and, and right. all that. And and it, it's fun to go prove that wrong. Even when I was at Mountain Crest, that was those were some of my favorite games in football and lacrosse. I remember my senior year, we played uh, Northridge in the second round. They were undefeated. We weren't. They slept on us, and we, we beat them triple overtime. So there, there is that, that opportunity of the rest of Utah saying, well, Cash Valley doesn't matter, but they're wrong. And we go out and we bring our athletes, and, and we always hit harder. I've always noticed that when we play teams in uh, Salt Lake, Provo area, we always come out more physical, So whether that's any team from the Valley. Troy Oldman and uh, Bo Olson from uh, Green Canyon and Logan High School lacrosse, respectively. Uh, the question I was going to ask was, uh, you're four games into the season. How long does the regular season go uh, before you start getting into a postseason? Um, it'll run up until the 12th of May, um, and we have games right up until, I think, the 10th. Um, it's a little, a little intense. It's uh, You usually have a game on a Wednesday and a Friday. And so you're playing two games a week. Uh, we'll play every game in the every team in the region twice, and then we get to pick up a handful of other teams of of non-conference or non-region teams. And, and so, um, so I, I guess just to piggyback off of that is, um, is it just all like we've seen with some other sports where you host? Everybody plays one game at home and one game on the road against other yes. region opponents. Yeah, exactly. Pretty yeah. standard. Fair with as far as yeah, I mean some of the some of the teams that we picked up in the early season, we we go we go season to season. So like we play Corner Canyon with the agreement that they'll come play here this uh, next year, and we'll go down Brighton on Tuesday, and agreement they'll come here next year. Uh, last question for me: How do we find your guys to schedule? I mean, how can we will find you guys and keep up to date with you guys and whatnot? Well, for Logan, um, our schedule's on the website for okay. Logan High, or you can uh, follow us on social media, uh, Logan Boys Lax on Instagram, and uh, my parent rep, Kathleen Cottle, she does a really good job of uh, keeping everyone informed. Awesome. Yeah, kind of same thing on the Green Canyon website. Um, our, we're, we're pretty active on social media. We have um, uh, our, our Instagram ha- handle is GCHS underscore lax, and um, follow us there. And then Nick Sampson is our team mom, and she's kind of the person who has all the knowledge and all the power, but we just do what she tells us to do because she does such a great <laughs> job. Yeah. And, and, you know, that really brings up a, a last question for me too, just that parent support, the community support for your teams and how important that is, especially with it being a new sport, getting that buy-in and that connectivity and creating that sense of team on in a relatively new sport that it is, especially if you're pulling guys from other, other sports Saying, okay, now this is lacrosse. This is how we do it. I mean, what kind of effort does that take from a head coach and just others that you find to help put that all together? Um, yeah, I'll just jump in. This uh, for Green Canyon. We we're, we're pretty fortunate in that we've had a, a kind of a long-standing tradition of of our junior program and some incredible people like Mick Sampson, Diana Cannell, 
um, that have kind of worked through the whole process and brought a lot of kids up. So by the time I get them, for the most part, I'm, they're pretty bought in the program. They're, they're very willing to help out. And then um, some of the other athletes, the newer ones that join a little bit later, as they sit down against the parents and sit in the stands, they're all like, hey, this is how we do it. You know, we do rowdy right. We're, we really encourage the players. Um, we have great coaches and everything. And it kind of becomes a cool community feel. And, um, and, and I think they assimilate into the program pretty quickly. Yeah, I, uh, I ask a lot of my parents because I just want to coach lacrosse. I don't want to do any administrative stuff. But, you know, <laughs> you do what you have to. But, I mean, it's, it's, it takes a village, and I think that's true for, for this kind of sport. You've got stats. You've got inline runners. You've got camera crew, clock crew. And without that parent support, like, you can't really run a season. So my parents at Logan, they do an awesome job. They are so dedicated um, they're so involved with uh, their boys' success, and uh, and and you know, keeping in touch with the coaches and, and letting us know that you know our boy, their boys appreciate us, and and all that good stuff. So I, you know, if you're a parent out there, be involved in your kids' sports because your coaches, they they really appreciate it when you are. Uh, great point, uh, guys. Thanks so much for coming down, Bo Olson with Logan High. Well, welcome back to Cash Valley. Good to have. Uh, a homegrown coach here in the mix. And Troy Oldham, I know you've been doing a lot of work behind the scenes to grow the sport in the Valley as well at uh, Green Canyon. So best of luck to both of you guys as your seasons are uh, taken off and, uh, and best of luck as the region gets going as well. Thank you, Eric. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. All right, Troy Oldham and Bo Olson.